Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Jeff Godhelf. Jeff, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Jeff is a coach, speaker, a consultant. He's the author of the upcoming book, Forever Employable. I'm excited to have you on. Jeff, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. Um, I am uh, married, been married for 20 years. I've got two teenage daughters, which keeps me sane. <laughs> uh, and uh, about three years ago, I moved with my family. My family and I moved together to Barcelona, Spain. We've been here for nearly three years from New Jersey. We do kind of a bit of a change in our life. And uh, part of that was because the career I built for myself was location agnostic, this consulting and coaching and writing career. And I do what I do. And and I realized this in, in the last couple of years um, because I feel like there's a lot of folks out there who do not uh, love their work, are not proud of their work, and don't do the kind of of uh, the, the they don't work on on initiatives that help other people. And so I work with individuals, I work with organizations, with companies, and with teams to help them build great products and to help them build the cultures that build great products. And that makes people more successful at work, and that makes me happy. Amen on that. So, well, it's it's one of those massive questions, right? It's like, why are yep. so many people in situations where they're not loving what they're doing? I, I think, look, I think there's a recipe that we are told that we have to follow. And the majority of us, the overwhelming majority of us do that. I, I did it too for the first 10 years of my career, right? I went to college, I graduated, um, I, ultimately I got a job. Uh, you know, and I, and I started kind of clawing my way up into middle management, like one, you know, every, every new gig kind of got me to the next thing. And it was all about kind of that slightly larger paycheck or that slightly better title or that slightly better office. And, and that's what we're taught is important. And that's the recipe that we're given. And it, it doesn't necessarily translate to, I'm helping people be more successful, or I am create, I, I'm working on stuff that I care about or I'm creating an environment where people who work for me are more creative, more innovative, more successful, and so forth. Um, I don't think that I don't think we're taught that that's important, and so we we lose sight of that. Yeah, I think that 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 certainly sounds right, and I know that I can certainly identify with a lot of what you just said, and I'm sure that the majority of people listening are probably at some point in their lives identify as well. So, we are recording this on May first, and you know, talk about. Talk about people waking up when they're 30 or whatever, and they say, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I guess I don't regret the last 10 years. But now that we are in this situation where it could be a great opportunity to really 
you know, refocus or change your perspective on things. And what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So it's funny that you say that, right? So I woke up on the morning of my 35th birthday. And in fact, that's how the book starts forever employable. That's, that's literally the first, the first story in the book. I woke up on the morning of my 35th birthday and looked around and by all accounts, I had everything. I had everything that you were supposed to have the American dream, right? I had a, had a house, uh, I, I, I was Chuck. married, uh, Chuck. right? Check, right. <laughs> two kids, I had two cars, uh, I had, I had an, I was living in, in New Jersey, uh, commuting to New York city at a, you know, at a tech, a tech job in New York city. I was, I was a director of, uh, design at a, at a dot com. Everything was going great. And, and so I wake up on my 35th birthday and I am panicking. And the reason why I'm panicking is because it dawns on me on that particular morning that in five years when I turned 40, and it's kind of funny looking at that story from this side of 40, but but nevertheless, right? Uh, the perspective from 35 was, in five years, I'm going to be old. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which is, right? Um, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, overpaid and potentially unemployable because mm. I'm, I was seeing all these these folks coming in, into tech, which is where, I, where I've been working, and they were smarter than me, they were better than me, uh, they were hungrier than me in many ways. They could they could work more. They had less less constraints on their uh, on their time, and and most importantly, they were cheaper than me. And so I was really concerned that when I turned forty, I would not be able to continue to maintain this path, this this kind of the recipe that I was talking about, this this traditional career path that I was on. And so that morning, I I, I resolved, I made, I made a big resolution to myself. And you can make resolutions, everybody makes resolutions every year, right? But sure. but this was a big, de- a big deal for me, because this changed how I approached everything since then moving forward. I resolved on the morning of my 35th birthday, to never look for another job again. And instead, to create a situation where jobs find me, where work finds me. And that that was fundamentally how I wanted to live my life moving forward because this, this um, the chase of the next job, the next uh, promotion, and then, and then dealing with layoffs, reorgs, um, rifts, right, reduction in force. Um, you know, I, I lived through the dot-com bubble, the first one, I worked through it, that was rough, right? We're all living through this pandemic, that's rough. Mm-hmm. In any of those situations, you're going to start, if, if you've kind of come up through this traditional path, you're going to start to panic, right? I gotta get my resume in order, I gotta start applying for jobs, I gotta find the next thing, right? I just, I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna live like that. And so from that moment forward, I started figuring out, experimenting and testing ways to build the kind of foundation for my work that fulfilled that resolution, right? So that I never I never have to go kind of apply for another job. Jobs begin to find me. And and that was that was transformational for me. Oh, I think that that's I think that's really cool. Um you know, I wake up thirty five, you realize that you need to change things up. Um because the future is coming <laughs> and you want yeah. to find a creative situation where work finds you. And this is something that I can definitely empathize or identify with for the longest time. I was the kind of person who would just, you know, sort of bite down and, and, and try to run through walls and wouldn't, uh, I was, the, the idea of letting things come to me was, was very foreign. So fascinated to hear more about these, this, how, how you experimented and, and started testing. 
Yeah. So, so look, I mean, and, and so you, those are really great words to say to yourself when you're 35, right? Okay. And then, but then like the, the, the next question is, okay, now what? Yeah. Right. And, right. and for me, it became clear that there were a few questions that I had to answer uh, if, if I wanted this to actually come true. So, so first of all, um, does anyone know who I am? That's a big question that mm-hmm. like, in other words, like I, I'm just, I was just kind of another person working in New York city. Does anyone know who I am? Um, why would people come to me, right? What kind of problems could I, could I help them solve? Right. And, and then ultimately what kind of jobs do I want? Like if I'm, if I'm going to attract jobs to myself, um, what kind of jobs do I want and how would people find me? Those are, those are the kind of the big questions. And so what I decided to do was I decided to, to create a platform for myself around the things that I knew how to do. So I took my experience and my expertise and I planted a flag and I said, look, I know how to build a design team in a technical organization. I know how to build and design really great software products, apps, websites, you name it, right? I'm going to start to share that knowledge broadly using, you know, the internet, using blogs and, and videos and, you know, whatever tweets, right? Posts on Facebook, whatever channel made sense. The problem is I didn't know what challenge made sense and I didn't know what was going to resonate. And so one of the things that I teach uh, organizations and teams and individuals that I work with is that every every inspirational idea that you have is fantastic, but it's just that it's an idea and it's filled with risk. So how do you reduce the risk of an idea that could fundamentally uh, impact you very positively or potentially very negatively right as well? Well, so you st- you run experiments, and that's and experiments are the smallest amount of work that you can do to test the riskiest thing about your idea. Now, the reason why you want you want to t- test this, you want to do the smallest amount of work, is because the less you invest in this idea, the easier it is to be wrong, right? It, the easier it is to fail, right? If you decide, look, I want to become the next YouTube sensation about day trading, sure, right? And then you go and you build out a studio in your garage and you invest in thousands of dollars of high-end equipment and key lights and fancy microphones and editing and whatever else, right? And all that. And you make all these killer videos and no one watches it and no one listens to it, mm. right? That's going to hurt, yeah. right? That's that, that failure is, is going to hurt, right? So instead of that, right, what's, what's the least amount of work that you can do to test that particular hypothesis that I'm going to be the next YouTube sensation about day trading? Well, you, you buy a $10 tripod, you stick your iPhone on it, you point it at yourself, and you talk for five minutes about something that you know about day trading or whatever it is, and you publish it on YouTube, and then you tell everybody. And then you see what happens. You see what kind of feedback you get. You see what kind of reactions you get. You see if people actually watch the thing, if they share it, right? Because ultimately, Making the thing is not the measure of success. It's the behavior change that you see in the people that who, who consume your content. And so that's the measure of success, right? So if we're looking to transform how we're working or what we're doing, it's not so much the transformation that's the measure of success. It's are the people that I interact with, my colleagues, my customers, uh, my friends, my family, whoever it is, are they behaving differently now that I've done this? And if they're not, then the thing that you made didn't have a lot of value. and But you can try again as long as it's not too expensive or too costly for you to do that. So the small experiments are the way to de-risk that. Yeah, well, I certainly think that that makes a lot of sense right there. Nice. I think that those are such powerful questions. Does anyone know who I am? 
Um, why would people come to me? What kind of uh, job do I want to do? And how do people find me? Nice. All right. And then start small. Don't, don't, don't sink 10 grand into a production studio. Just use your iPhone and you know, technology is at our fingertips and there's so many free resources. So I think that's spot on. Absolutely. Look, there's, there's a, um, the the internet for all its for all its flaws does level the playing field to an extent right to an extent where you, anybody can publish anything they want online and then if if what you're what you're putting online is compelling it's helpful it's I, I think it needs to be humble and it needs to be actionable and practical you should start to see people reacting positively to that and what what that does and so why why do that why 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 do any of that right do that because that's what starts to bring people to you right and 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 if you're targeting that material correctly then the people who you can collaborate with who you can build a network with who you can work with who you can build partnerships or companies or whatever with right those are the kinds of people that you're going to attract to yourself and that's that's transformational right that's when you get out of that rat race that's when you get out of that recipe and you can really start to kind of make your own decisions about what to do next rather than have those decisions dictated to you I appreciate that so the only way to figure out the answer to those questions is to ask yourself those questions so how 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 did you do it when you were 35 um, or, or perhaps what what is your advice you probably don't don't it's not quit your job and just start making experiments right it's doing this on top or correct yes so definitely don't quit your job <laughs> not, and especially not today uh you know it's the things if you have a job today congratulations and just hold on to that for a while um but that said uh the uh start to think about where you might want to plant your flag right what is what is the thing that i'm super knowledgeable about or have a lot of experience in or i'm very passionate about so for example when i set out to do this in in, in when i was 35 um, there was my technical expertise that i could talk about i also um, i'm a you know i'm a failed musician <laughs> from years years of being in bands i play piano i've you know i've been playing piano my whole life and um, when i was 35 i had a collection of vintage electric pianos in my house in New Jersey. And so I happen to have a kind of Cliff Clavin-like quantity of knowledge about vintage electric pianos, hmm. right? And I consider that. I consider that as, as a, a direction where I could maybe kind of build my expertise and my presence around vintage electric pianos. It turns out that the market size there, the size of people, while very passionate and nerdy, um, <laughs> is, is very, very small, right? There's, there's not a massive market about, certainly not by comparison to, to tech and, and building great software products. Um, and so, but, but, but really think through, I, you know, I thought through what, what are my experiences, my expertise, and my passions. I, I compared it with the trends that I saw happening in the marketplace, kind of what are people doing? What are consumption patterns looking? Remember 2008, the iPhone is born. Every, everything is uh, uh, is going to be uh, transformed by that, right? Um, and then where, where, the, where the market is that could sustain me and my, my career, right? And that's when you start to experiment. So I, I, I started writing. I started speaking at, at local meetups and conferences. I picked up moonlighting gigs. So I had my full-time job and I was picking picking up side gigs sort of in between the cracks of the full-time job 
to try different things. Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Is this something that I might be interested in? All of those things were low-risk experiments. They were, were small investments of my time um, and my effort and my creativity to see where I was getting traction. And when there was traction, I poured gas on that fire. And where there wasn't traction, I let that stuff go. And sometimes, you know, killing your ideas hurts. Because it's sure. your ideas. And, you, you know, everyone loves their ideas. Mm-hmm. I love my ideas. <laughs> I think my ideas are awesome. <laughs> right? But, but if other people don't love your ideas, that's not going to help you too much. And so letting those ideas go and really focusing on the things that, uh, that do, that are resonating and then, and then figuring out how to optimize that. So, um, and that's what I did over the years. I started writing, I started speaking, uh, I started, uh, doing a little bit of teaching about the stuff that I was learning at my day job. And that eventually led to a book deal because it turns out that that book publishers go to conferences to see who's talking about the latest stuff. And uh, I got a book deal. I wrote a book, which is something I never knew I could do. I never thought I could do. And I just kind of threw myself in. And, and look, it was a brutal process. And I, I almost didn't didn't make it to the end of, it, of that project because I didn't know how to do it. But, um, but I made it to the end. And that first book was a technical book. And it did really well. It kind of redefined how software design was done for a lot of people. And, and that really kind of grew from there. So that really established me on a, on a global level. And then from there, I've been building off that platform for the last 10 years or so as well. But it was all incremental spends based on evidence. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Incremental spends based on evidence. Nice. So just get started. Get started with, with writing or speaking or creating. Try to find your voice. Uh, make these low risk experiments, find out what works. Yes, this door's open, walk through it. This door's closed, go around it or try try a different door rather. I think that's excellent. Nice. Yep. Yep. Excellent, Jeff. Well, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? The thing that holds people up from starting this particular path is what am I going to talk about? What do I have to say that hasn't been said before? Everything's been said. We have the internet. Literally everything's been said, right? Mm -hmm. So the difference-making tip I have for you is this. No one has your story. No matter how many people do what you do today, no matter how uh, familiar your industry or domain might be, no one has your story. Start there. Your career path, your personal experience, the thing that got you to where you are today, that's unique to you. Start telling that story because I guarantee you that story hasn't been told. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can we get the book? Uh, so jeffgothealth.com is the best place to go. Everything is there that you need to know about me, all the links, social media, books, talks, jeffgothealth.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jeff your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to his website. That's J-E-F-F. G-O-T-H-E-L-F dot com. I'll list that in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Jeff. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.